Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of the Remastered Podcast. This is Munira Madison. And this is Muhammad Kibria. And today we are talking about the single most important relationship in our lives. But first, let's just check in with each other, inshallah. And we always like to do this in our podcast sessions. How are you doing? How's everything going, Munira? Alhamdulillah, uh, doing all right. Um, how about yourself? I'm okay. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. Tabarakallah. I think, um, you know, checking in is so important for all of us because the topic is really heavy that we're going to discuss. But in reality, you know, in, in our community, we always talk about authenticity and being real. And I always discuss this with everybody, right? And uh, when we really ask each other, how are you? Like, I'm, I really mean it. Like, how are you doing? So like, I want to know how's Munir doing today? How, how's her spirituality? How's her, how's everything going? What's going on with you? Let's, exactly. let's like be real with each other and say, and try to check in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say like this week has definitely been uh, challenging for me uh, in many ways. Um, I've been struggling a lot, I think, when it comes to like just feeling uh, at my best. But I think that's really when like your spirituality can really dip or you can really kind of go back to it, right? Because you need it so much. So alhamdulillah, it was the second for me this week. Um, but yeah, it just... I'm excited to be here, dive into this topic with you. How are you doing? A um, little exhausted, a little tired, but again, I think that's the reality of um, most of us in community activism work. But I think what really helps is being involved because you know your terbiya, your true element of your development, um, you see that through your work. Because sometimes we think about like you know, I mean, I'm gonna go read Quran, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that to connect with Allah, but then when we are actually being involved in the community, we're honestly, we're, we're going through a huge terbiya process, right? So right. it is exhausting, but we have to shift ourselves and say, okay, you know what? Am I connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And I think that's what we're talking about today, right? Our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And through our lives, through everything that we do, if it is not connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then, then we should definitely think about what's going on, right? And I think, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, we're all exhausted and COVID just passed by like recently right so we're still recovering from that and i think it, it's a lot that took place but again alhamdulillah you know um i'm doing well and um i think i think my spiritual journey and my connection with allah SWT is something that i'm always reflecting on and depending on for my health no matter what which way i look at it right well and that's such an important like it's such an important note to to note is that what you said like first of all like we want to check in right we want to be authentic with one another and really understand what's going on and constantly be thinking, like constantly be God conscious. But when you think of our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's the same thing. It's like, mm. we have to check in, right? But we should be authentic. We shouldn't just be like, okay, alhamdulillah, I'm great. You know, no, he wants you to talk to him about everything that's going on very honestly. And that's how you can have that perspective that you're talking about. Like, looking at your work as a form of terbiya or looking at everything as it relates to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, okay. So let me, let me ask you something as a convert, um, you know, coming into this thing, which is, I think like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Muslims who are born into this faith are pretty amazed and surprised. I mean, you know, we're always impressed by the, a um, lot of the reverts or converts, however you want to mention this, right. And dedication, the level of commitment, but like, what is that relationship with Allah? For, for you has been like like you know what, what are your elements and what are your anchoring point of your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like what, what was it like I mean did you always have it and you felt like you know what Islam is 
that Islam is something that connected you back to Allah in, in, in perfect form or what, what was it? Yeah, for sure. Well, first and foremost, I do want to say, truly, I believe each and every one of us is a convert or revert at some point mm-hmm. in our lives because we all have to make a conscious decision to decide to really follow our faith. Uh, so that's first. So uh, inshallah, like you can look at everybody around you and be inspired if we just think with that perspective, right? Wow, and deep. alhamdulillah, like when it comes to my faith journey, I grew up Christian, was very involved in the church. My mother is a director of music at a church. So it was really always rooted in community, service and fellowship and, and learning with one another. That really helped. And then uh, when I became agnostic and then alhamdulillah, I returned to Allah through another window. I always say Allah had to close one door to open another window. But I really think what it comes down to is like that anchor, like you said, there's always something throughout my life, regardless of what I was uh, practicing, that was like, okay, we have a, a connection in humanity with one another. And there's a greater purpose, whether it's through service, you know, like when I was agnostic, it was like through service. But really, that's your one level away from what your real purpose is, which is service to Allah and worshiping Allah, which helps us serve others which calls us to serve others rather. Yeah, that's interesting. Like what, you know, um, I, we all have like different ways of connecting. Like for me, it's, I always have connected with Allah SWT serving people mm-hmm. and the service that like, I'm like Salah, it's I'm working on my Salah. I, I think that's something um, it's still in work in progress for a couple of years and still be in progress. Right. And there, so like but my way of connecting with Allah SWT has always been like serving others, serving the community. And once I, I was able to find that anecdote for myself, like okay, this is where I love being connecting with Allah SWT, right? I feel there's a, there's a huge blessing and there's a thing, this thing I get like in terms of my spiritual journey when I help others, when I do something good, I, I have to be moving, I have to be doing something physical, right? right. That's what really ties me to Allah SWT so well because that that's that's what works for me right um again of course there are the far that we always have to you know focus on the prayer the zakat and everything else but i think we all have a unique way of connecting with allah SWT, and we have to find that unique uh process and and develop it and continue to you know uh, stabilize it and, and uh, grow it right and another thing that i think is really meaningful uh or important is to find the meaning like be i you mentioned converts and reverts right there's a lot of um, benefit actually being, I think, a convert who like didn't grow up around in a Muslim community or something because you really come to the faith or if you're even somebody who started practicing afterwards, yeah. like yourself, right? Which you can mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about that journey for yourself and what was your anchor. But what's important is you come to it through experiential knowledge. Mm. And then you have to start learning that authoritative and practical knowledge and application instead of just here's the motions and here's what you do. And then you learn the meaning. So if you started learning your faith by, okay, you were in, you know, Sunday school or your parents were telling you what to do, take a moment and connect with the words of Allah. Look at the tafsir, look at why we do certain things. And that will transform your worship and that will transform your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you're infusing your worship with meaning so that's why I think we're 
oftentimes really inspired by people who are reverts or people who come back to the faith yeah. and start practicing because they understand that experiential knowledge piece. Mm. That's that's powerful because when you're, you know, and I, this ref- makes me reflect on the, even the relationships that I have with the individual. And I'm thinking like, you know, I'm investing so much time with my family, with my kids, with my friends. And there is this, inv- there is this work that I, I put up, right? I have to go meet with them. I have to go serve them. I have to, you know, be there, be present. This, this, this level of like um, a process of like just, you know, working towards that relationship and, and finding the value from it, right? So for example, what kind of value do I get from my wife? What kind of value do I get from my kids? There's this value and there's this attachment we have. And I'm always like, I'm always, um, you know, conscious about, okay, am I putting enough efforts to connect with my Lord? Because at the end of the day, like, you know, when we, at the end of the day, it's, I, I, this is my uh, goal. Like when I tell people like, what's your goal? A lot of people are like, oh, it's Jannah. I was like, yeah, Jannah is a destination goal is Allah, right? Mm-hmm. If I you're not that. like, if, every, if everything is not connecting, if everything you're doing, even the relationship that you have with people is not bringing you back to Allah, then you have to question that relationship, right? You have to really think about, okay, am I doing it for sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Am I, you like, know, uh, developing my- compass, right? Right, right. And, and I think those relationships also sometimes we all should be looking into. It's like, okay, what the investment and time and efforts that I have to put into other relationships, am I putting the similar or more investment towards my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And recently, like I've been really looking into the verses and the words and just going from beginning in Surah Fatiha, reflecting on things. It's like, man, it's just so powerful when you're, I, you know, when you, you take the one step, Allah takes 10, right? And it's so true. If you really invest, like, it's just like, you know, you're going back to your relationship that you're investing with your family or, or, or loved ones, you take a step, you know, if they have the same interest towards you, they'll take similar steps mm-hmm. or equal, right? Or higher. But Allah, like when you take step towards Allah with your relationship with him, that relationship just gets stronger and stronger, just taking one step. SubhanAllah. Yeah, it's the only relationship in our life that is truly, truly unconditional. I mean, when we look at the time that we spend developing ourselves in this dunya, developing our, you know, relationships here, we get very distracted because they're right in front of us, right? Allah is always here, but it's not like so tangible, like, okay, yeah, I have to answer this, right? But in in, in honesty and all truth, he is calling us every single day. That's what those five times, you know, a day prayer, he's just calling us to reconnect with him and Mm. keep that connection there. Like, so instead of looking at like something like when we're going back to our Abada and what is required of us, should we understand it? Like, okay, we have to pray five times a day because we're told to, or can we come at it? Like Allah is inviting us to have a special meeting with him five times a day. He is asking us to do that just for us, like for our benefit. You know, so I think like reframing those types of things is really important. Wow, that's that's true. And, and you know, we always like there's a hadith Qudsi that says like, I am as my servant thinks I am, right? Like, you know, you have to look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as your friend, as your savior, as your, you know, salvation point. That's that's the ultimate goal. But I think that that's where everything begins. Like, for example, in the beginning of the Quran, like when we said, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, what's interesting and powerful what I found when I was studying you know, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim is not a complete sentence. So everything that you're doing, like, again, when I say, like, if your relationship with Allah is not strong, every other relationship gets impacted. Mm-hmm. 
right? So if I don't have a good connection with my Lord, I'm not going to have a good connection with the world, to my family, to my society, to myself. Yes. So the moment I'm able to connect with Allah and I understand what my purpose in life is and why he's there and why I should be always clinging on to him. Right. And then every other relation uh, 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 is the secondary focus. I'm going to have to readjust and look at my uh, scope and say, okay, what's going on in my life? Because, you know, for example, like, you know, there's this um, in Quran reflect, we were learning about this matter of one of the uh, scholar broke it down. He said, it's not a complete sentence when you said Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And I was like, well, what is he talking about? He said, for example, let's say if I say, okay, Munira, um, I'm going to go. You're like, go where? <laughs> right. You're going to ask like, okay, where are you going? Like there's this follow-up things that you have to say after that. So Bismillahirrahmanirrahim is just like that. It's not a complete sentence unless you do something after it. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, I'm going to eat. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, I'm going to go spend time with my family. Bismillah, I'm going. That's when it gets completed. So I was just mind blown by it. I was like, wow. Everything that we do, if our relationship with Allah and our creator is not the anchoring point, it's almost like everything else we do secondary is not even complete. So if I eat without saying Bismillah, I haven't completed my eating. SubhanAllah. Because it all goes back to what is our purpose. And, you know, as humans, we struggle with this question all the time. It's a century old question, but we have the answer right in the Quran. Your purpose is to worship your Lord. And what does that worship require of us? What does that include? And like you said, like it includes, you know, service to one another, uh, mm -hmm. living up to your right, fulfilling your rights uh, for to others around you, uh, giving of yourself, you know, all of these things and, you know, the forms of that. So I think like it's really important to just keep that in perspective. You know, do you drink, how much water do you drink? Do you first like, reach for a glass of water or do you first reach for that Gatorade or that Coke or that diet Pepsi or something like that? For us, oftentimes in our spirituality, we're reaching for the Coke and diet Pepsi and we're like doing all of that. And we're forgetting that the true source that will quench our thirst is that water, is that pure source that we are given from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, that's, that's powerful because, you know, I, I was reflecting back on um, some of the things in my life, like in my Jahliya time, right? I was just, even though I was born Muslim, I was still clueless. And there are so many Muslims out there right now living in that lifestyle, right? And I was just asking Allah, like, like I, something is not had, something doesn't make sense, right? Something doesn't make sense inside me. Then I had to really even rediscover, reconnect with Allah. And I was like, okay, what? It, until I read like the English Quran translation, I was mind blown. I was like, oh my God, I'm saying all these things and I didn't even realize it, right? Uh, I think I think this is this was really powerful uh, moment for me, like 10, 15 years ago when I was really you know trying to reconnect myself with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think what's important is also the support system you get, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just like I'm gonna, you know, turn to Allah, everything's gonna like yes, you turn to Allah, He will take He will take steps towards you, but you have to also do your work. So our vehicle of our faith is also something important. Mm -hmm. So the way I connect with Allah is also crucial. What connects me to Allah is also crucial. So our relationship with people. If they, either they can connect me or they can disconnect me, right? Either you can, um, either if that, uh, the mentor who's going to connect me to Allah or they're going to disconnect me. I think everything that we utilize for our faith, for example, like if I wasn't part of a, like a organizational work, like I always talk about people, like I'm glad I'm part of mass, right? I was a part of another organization before that. And I'm always like, this helps me because there's a support system to really remind me more it's not just the five times prayer and, and khutbahs right 
it's more it, it, it's a complete support system you get when you're being part of that organizational uh, uh, partnership, and that really takes your spiritual to a next level. So, like if it wasn't for like honestly, if it wasn't for like my previous organization or this Yaman work, I I don't think I could be where I'm at in my spiritual journey and with my relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's not just a one way. We also have to think about it. Our relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the central and right after that it's the relationship with each other with our human beings with our society with our community and 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 with the work that we do very true i mean we just have to go back and like look i think when we think about what's the best company to keep what are we told you know what are we told about the company we keep and how we should be spending our time we have all the answers right there i mean he's giving us all the answers to live a balanced life that is really truly uh, anchored in faith and anchored in really what you're describing is god consciousness right mm, yeah. this idea of constantly keeping ourselves in check by being god conscious and so alhamdulillah so like what are some of the ways i mean what i thought was interesting is you mentioned uh feeling like there was something missing right and it was the same for me although we have very different journeys we, yeah we have this yeah. thing that got us there right and that's like part of our fitra like we're missing being connected to our source right so that's there's something missing we're unfulfilled again we're like trying to quench our thirst with diet coke and pepsi and things like that and like it all comes down to that relationship so how can we build that relationship i guess like if someone's listening and they're saying like okay i don't know what the first step to take i don't have a great community to to involve myself in what do i do what would you suggest? I, I honestly don't like I don't think I have a general answer for everybody I think everybody ha- everyone has a journey everyone is you know maybe some people some of us are struggling with our own sins and our our desires and our tests and our trials maybe we're in a, in a situation of poverty like everybody has a different like you said you know it's a different path it's a different journey it's a different track but I think the first thing we anyone can do is just turn to Allah just like just say something it just just mention like he hears you though. He's so close to us. Right. And then like one thing I always think, I always know that at the end of the day, when we say like, you know, when we say inna lillahi wa inna rajun. so in our Daisy culture tradition, when somebody passes away, we say this as if this is like a mourn, as if this is like a sad statement to make when we say inna lillahi to Allah, we belong to Allah, we return. Right. Actually, it's the good news. It's a, it's like a righteous uh, statement to say for because we're we're connected we're going back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right. right and I always I always I came to this conclusion where no matter what we do if I'm not if I don't have a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nothing will make sense not I will not be happy so if I know that's the central point of life the purpose of life how do I connect with them you have to find your path you have to find you know go talk to a mentor go you know cry in your statute in your in your, in your prayer mat ask just just he will guide you he will you know take you to the places but you have to do some work right it's not gonna be like oh i'm gonna turn everything's gonna happen magically you're gonna be tested oh my goodness i remember when I, like you know again going back to the whole jahir lifestyle and all the things like i was you know i i was literally working at a nightlife right i mean it, it's crazy world that i came from it wasn't easy to turn around immediately some people can do it right some people take this extreme approach of change to connect because they found that anecdote but it took me some time it was a back and forth situation for me you're, it's just like a test you're going to go through that trial so i don't think there is a one way but i think we all have that you know what's stopping us if you can if your tongue moves nothing can stop you to remember allah make the connect with him right make it personal 
right. like cry to him in your language talk yeah. to him in, in your own ways like if you want to talk to him in ghetto english go talk to him like he understands you like i don't know why do we have to have this huge uh st- oh you have to do this to go back no that is the most beautiful thing about our deen is that allah is so close to you than your jugular vein right that he's right okay. there like, yeah Right? So make it personal. Cry to him. Speak to him. Talk to him anywhere you want to. Don't just wait for, oh, I'm going to make wudu and make salah, then talk to him. Like, no, talk to him right now. Run to him. Cry to him. Right? That's what's beautiful about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think you hit uh, some, some very good points in there in that I think what it comes down to is we have like all these preconceived ideas of how we need to connect with Allah and it's taking us away from being able to just access him being able to take that first step and also that idea of self-compassion and self-mercy like be understanding but not to the point you're enabling yourself right there's there's a balance right there because Allah he is all merciful he is all known he already knows everything right that's going on but he's just asking you to come to him so I think what oftentimes like takes me back whenever I slip in worship it's because I'm feeling like unworthy or I feel like I have to get to a certain point like you said like you have to do what do before you pray like I have to get to a certain point before I can uh really ask him of something or reconnect with him and that's not the case it's like you said uh, going back to Surah Fatiha and Rab right are you afraid to go back to your parent like a true parent and a true mentor where like they will accept you at your lowest, right? When you go mm-hmm. right back to them, if yeah. you, you know, like I think and, and, thinking about that. And there's no barriers, right? You have literally nothing stopping you to connect with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There is no like, there is not, and that's the most beautiful thing about our Deen, is that you have VIP access to God by yourself, and as a community, we have access to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? So there is a there is this personal, and there is a communal. Right. So personally, what you have between you and Allah is very, like, very private. Yeah. It's so private that, like, I mean, think about the things that we all have in our classes. We all have right. our secret, you know, things that we act on that the world doesn't know. And if he's not revealing it, he's keeping it between you. Like he, that's a mercy in itself. Exactly. And that's him saying, here's an opportunity. Like, subhanAllah, he gives us so many opportunities you know, before he's just going to like blast us. He's not like a human who might go on the internet and be like, okay, this is what everything MK is doing. This is everything, you know, (laughs) he's doing that's not not okay. Right. You know, so Alhamdulillah, like we have to look at that as not only a mercy in veiling our sins itself, themselves, but that's an opportunity to come back to him. It's not like, oh, okay, God, thank you. You're you're hiding all of this from everyone. You got me. You know, no, that's an opportunity to go away from those actions and points. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's really powerful, honestly, that when, you know, just think about like every one of us, you know, he's our mentor. Yeah. Like if you, if Allah is not your personal go-to VIP personnel, like, you know, is that where you check in, then think twice about it because that's the first place you check in. Of course, no, I'm not, this is not to, you know, dismiss the, the needs of psychiatrists or the needs of help, the needs of, you know, I, I go cry to my mentors and seek assistance and help clarification, right? Because there are sometimes that that's what, that's why you have a community to support. And I think that's important to be part of that 
organizational work or be part of the community, be part of a support moral system that they guide you, right? Um, but again, he's the nurturer. He's the creator. He's the provider. He's the one ultimately who's, he, he fashioned you, created you in ways. He knows exactly what's going through you and what's good for you. And I think this is where it's very tough because a lot of us want um, answers to life for everything. Like I think, you know, in, in our generations, in the modern uh, technological advancement, we just think that everything there, you know, we have to have answers to everything. Sometimes just not knowing what's, you know, what's ahead of us is better for us, right? Allah knows that. So I think we have to really go back, um, you know, and again, if you, if you don't have that access to the community or a mentor, I, I feel like, you know, the Muslim community in the United States is grown pretty large, right? And if you live in a, let's say, out of nowhere zone, you have access to web, we have access to contents, you know, you can just look into that, just con- like contents like these in mass, mass, right? The podcast contents, the material, the terbiya element, the mentorship, nothing stop. Like if, if, if you really want to get those things to support you, nothing is stopping you, right? Um, and think about how much mass is doing us. I think like, you know, mass in itself has done so much for so many community members and so many leaders and you have the access to mass anytime you want. Go to, go to our site, go to the contents, go reach out to a mentor, seek someone to help you, guide you and help you, right? There's nothing wrong with it and you have access. Yeah, I mean, subhanAllah, I wish that I had known about all of these resources when I first converted because I literally had no, and there's a plethora of like information online that is very contradicting. And I read one thing one time, like you can't go to go and follow a bunch of different shapes because in the end, you're never going to know what you're actually yeah, yeah. doing. You have to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And so there's so much information out there. And alhamdulillah, I'm so glad that we found a way to really pivot and be there in the virtual space, especially during COVID. And because of COVID, you have seen, you'll see, there has been a, a surge in access when it comes to access to virtual programming that's communal access to resources and knowledge like you're talking about we had the agents of change training virtually you know for three months where we cultivated a really wonderful community and we had people in that group that didn't have communities in their locale that were not connected and they said like okay this made a huge difference if I had had that in like my first two years it would have been so transformational I believe you know, but there is a beauty also if you are feeling lonely and you're out there, you're not connected to a community. I mean, definitely look at the opportunities. We have another Agents of Change training coming up in the fall. Alhamdulillah, we have other in-person stuff starting yep. to happen as well. So that's great, mashallah. But if you are in a situation where you cannot take advantage of those things, I would say there is a beauty in having to experience that loneliness almost and because you really find your anchor in Allah and you know that you are practicing and you're worshiping for the sake of him and not for the sake of others so I would say like just put it in perspective if you're feeling that way try to reach out to somebody have at least one person you can reach out to I've had so many you know converts and reverts reach out to me just from finding something on the mass, you know, website or NPR or something like that. Yeah. And it was just helpful to have that one person to connect with if other yeah. people didn't understand you, right? Right. And I and I'm gonna do another shameless plug. For example, if you're a young professional, right? Um, your time is valuable, obviously. You got so many things going on. 
you can plug it. There's a project that's, ha- that's been taking place in mass. And I think that's an amazing idea that one of our founders came up with. It's called Project 100. You yeah. know, virtually connects you and really helps you to build connection with Allah Subhanahu And look, guys, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing that you take away from Instagram and quick bites, right? That's fine. But this is not a quick, this is not a quick bite moment. Like the relationship with Allah is not a quick bite uh, thing, right? It's not like I'm going to do it once. I'm going to have a good relationship and all set. No, it's a continuous process. So this project, you'll get connected with some of the amazing scholars. And look, yes, celebrity scholars are there that are good. They're, they're, they're an entry point to your maybe curiosity. But if you want to really connect with you know, scholars who are real, authentic, and it's going to talk to you and really tell you how it is, and you may not like certain things, try to talk to these, you know, try to get engaged with these programs like Project 100. Uh, the, 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 you know, it's, it's really brings in a unique professionals in the last few cohort. I know a lot of young professionals came together and they benefited. And it's, it's what you take from every organization, everything that you do, but it is important. Let me just say this. You can have this single approach of relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on, on yourself. Right. But remember every time we read Surah Fatiha, we're saying, we're show us guidance and, 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 and prosperity and straight path, right? So this us is the form of community. Hence why we're forced to pray next to each other. Hence why there's a sense of Jummah Khutbah. Hence why there is a sense of, you know, collective thing that we do as a community and other things that happens when it comes to even injustice, because that community is so important of to have, to have a better relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not saying you can have a good relationship with Allah by yourself. I and mean, this is a VIP thing. This is something personal. But you have to ha- be part of a community. Right. You have to be part of an organizational work. You have to get it. If you really want to experience, like, you know, what's, what, what uh, really, um, what, what's interesting is that, like, you know, as even me, I get frustrated as a community activist, right? I complain about the ammus and the community issues and whatnot. But I always think about it, you know, look at the prophet, what he went through. I mean, this is the prophet who got spit on his face, who didn't get anybody to come to his deen for months and years. Peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He worked so hard. And then you and I, and I get frustrated because we're not getting a few people to come to our program or we're not experiencing, like, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, that's what I love. You started with P100 and all these different opportunities. That's what I love about math is that when we really look at our relationship with Allah, like you said, it can start personal. Like, I mean, for me, it was like two years in isolation, learning, practicing off of YouTube videos, stuff like that. But there is something that will still be missing. Just like if you're missing that relationship with Allah, there's something that's missing from your worship without the Jama'at work, without that fellowship with one another, without surrounding yourself with fellow believers. And so that's where like you have to seek it out in whatever way that you can. So if you're in a community that doesn't have it, you have these virtual program opportunities, go for it. And what I love about math is that it is truly a movement and it's not just about, okay, here's a program for your spiritual development. Here's a program for your community activism. No, all of it is a holistic approach because if we look at the Sahaba, if we look at Prophet Muhammad he wasn't just a religious leader. He was a statesman. He was a diplomat in many ways, like a politician in many ways, an activist in many ways. You know, our dean wasn't something that was just separated from everything else in our lives. Like it wasn't like religion and then everything else. That's the secular postmodernist view that we all live in. That's why we're feeling this struggle, right? Because we're surrounded by everything that's telling us life should be like this. 
And it's completely different than what we're taught in our deen. Our faith is active and it is a part of every single part of our life. So it's like, how do you really cultivate that sense yeah. of holistic worship, holistic understanding, holistic faith? And again, it goes back to that anchor. Like it just keeps going back to the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah, yeah, Alexa from all of us. And I think, look, if you're struggling with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first try to find that, you know, try to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any ways possible, right? In other means, not just traditional route, right. but um, also at the same time, find that community, right? And yeah. it's just like, you know, searching for the right job. You're going to do everything. You're going to try to go for that. Look for that mentor. Look for the resource. Look for the manager information. You're going to do everything to get into the company of your dream job. Same thing here. Find the dream organization that you will find and fit into. And you will not just get connected to Allah, but you're going to serve back working for Allah. Subhanahu I think that's important. And it's not just to plug yourself in with just, you know, in one specific organization. Keep looking till you find the right organization to work with, because at the end of the day, your relationship with Allah is important, and that those community uh, mentors, organizations, or the, you know structure is going to help you support that relationship continuously. And you know, one thing uh, my mentor says: don't be left alone. Yeah. Like, yes, you know, you have a good relationship with Allah by yourself, but do not be alone because that's where Shaitan finds you the most weak. They know your enemy, right? So again, you know, evaluate uh, where we are with Allah subhanahu wa at this point in your life. Just see where you are. Okay, so this is where I'm at right now. I might not have a good relationship with Allah. I might have a good relationship maybe with him in the morning. Maybe I have a relationship with him in the Ramadan time. Find that, you know, like, and try to cultivate that, those good, like a small minute windows that you feel like you have a good connection with Allah. Is it by yourself when you're driving for like, you know, towards work, this is the moment you're really relaxing and you're talking to Allah. Okay, cultivate that, right? And and open up, like, try to spend more time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through, you know, reciting Quran, understanding what you're saying, uh, you know, getting mentors, being part of an organization, being part of a halakha, cultivate your relationship with Allah at the end of the day. You're going to go back to Allah. Nothing will matter. Nothing in this world. You know, you come to this world, like, you know, there are so many stats that you see. You come to this world empty, you're going to go back you know, uh, 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 naked and you're going to have a piece of cloth that is wrapped and that's it. Nothing matters. So, khair, inshallah. Uh, I think this is a good conversation. You know, I, I hope that um, people are able to definitely reflect on their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how, you know, evaluate yourself and think about it. We're all in a different phases. I think it's important to really have those, you know, elements to find out what is your success point of, you know, connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Exactly. And I mean, I think you you also really related it to why are we talking about this in Dulhijjah? Because it goes back to that, you know, why do we even go on Hajj? It, it's really reminding us of the day of judgment and it's really asking us to evaluate where we are with Allah, where we are in our lives and have we really fulfilled our true purpose. And so this, this opportunity, this blessed opportunity of Dulhijjah, take that. We have 10, 10 tips to make the, make the most of the best 10 days. You know, there's a tip on there for each person, I believe. I think it's very accessible. You know, take this opportunity, which is really a huge blessing. Allah is saying, listen, I gave you Ramadan, then I gave you Shawal, and to close off the Islamic year, I'm giving you Dulhijjah. I mean, subhanAllah, look, he really doesn't want us to fail, right? He's like a teacher giving us extra credit at every point he can, because our test is this dunya. And our final report card, <laughs> that's that's our day of judgment, you know? 
Yeah. And he's just trying to give us every single chance we can get. And going back to like that access, just take that first step. What was so powerful to me when I first like was learning how to pray and everything totally was confused, felt really guilty. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be like a good Muslim because I can't pray because I don't know the words. I don't know the movement. Yeah. And then mind blown when I read Dua was one of the most beloved forms of worship. I was like, Dua? Okay, well, I've been doing that. I've been talking straight to Allah, <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah. I can talk to him. SubhanAllah. I mean, just wow. amazing. That's, that's interesting. So there are some takeaways, again, just to, you know, wrap up our conversation. And before we do that, you know, like, one of, like there are verses, there are things that we all have. Like, I, I, you know, there are ways we connect with Allah SubhanAllah. There are sayings, there are dhikrs and du'as. So I want to hear your favorite verse, but mine is like literally in anything in Surah Fatiha, like starting with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and just reading Surah Fatiha is just such an amazing, uh, ver- those seven verses are so beautiful. They're a dua itself. They're just encompassing. Like it's, you know, they said uh, the mother of the uh, verses or the surahs, right? Or the Quran. And I'm just like, that. those are my favorite to go to. Um, just curious, what's, a, what's one verse or one, uh, hadith or maybe one sayings or what, what is that one thing for you Munira? I don't you know I don't always just have one I have a bunch of just always circling my head yeah. circling around my head but the things that always come back to me I think it's the ones that people have heard the most but they are like you know take one step towards me I'll run you know towards mm-hmm. take 10 steps towards you that always is going in my head barely with hardship comes ease and also like all the explanations I've heard of that you know throughout yeah. the years that is always going through my head and Allah does not test one more than he knows that he can handle. I mm. forgive me for mis- misquoting that. Um, but I am always thinking of that because I think, especially in the times of like hardship, it gives me great comfort, just reminding myself and putting things into perspective, not thinking from like a very human dunya-esque yeah. perspective, but really thinking about like, okay, Allah is all merciful. He really loves me. You know, what, what can I learn from this and what, what can I extract from this? So what's the one attribute of Allah that like gives you hope the most? Like, so for me, while you're thinking about it, the, the, one of the attributes of Allah SWT is, is the, uh, you know, the mentor, he's the Rabb. Mm-hmm. I always know like mentorship, I always reflect back on like a, some, you know, like imagine your parents who wants best for you and, you know, oversee your shortcomings. And those always, you know, wants what is good for you. And also having a mentor in my life. Like, I mean, there's so many mentors from my previous organization to even mass right now. I'm so grateful of my mentors because, you know, and mentors have to have personalities. <laughs> They're really, they know you really well. Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll, they'll take you and they'll bring you in the right track. Even sometimes with a joke and sometimes with the harsh reality of your own and you appreciate it. Um, so like, you know, that Rabb, Rabbil Alameen, right? He's the mentor of the entire world, entire universe, everything. So that's one attribute. So what about like, do you have any specific attributes of Allah that you think feel like, you know what, this is, I really connect with him. And if you don't have it, that's, that's fine either. You know? I mean, honestly, ever since you and I did do that, like little, you did a halakha going over Surah Fataha and Rabb has, like you said, it has saved yeah. me. Like I find myself going back to that, yeah, Rabb. Over and over and over again in my head throughout the day, honestly. Um, but when it comes to like all of the attributes, something that has been really powerful for me, of course, is Ar Rahman Ar Rahim. It gives me great comfort. But really, all of the 99 names, I love to listen to the 99 names. I love to contemplate the 99 names. 
been amused, like my favorite recording of the 99 names, the glorified names. And I think each of them have, you know, when we're reflecting on them, depending on the day, we can connect uh, to each of them in a different way. Mm -hmm. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, I, just, I can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can, we can continue to talk about it, right? That's why it's the ocean of knowledge, subhanAllah, that Allah has, you know, you can't even run out of conversation about Allah. <laughs> so a couple of takeaways, guys. So just to quick to wrap up this, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you were to say, you know, what, wrap this whole entire segment into a few things. First of all, check in with Allah, subhanAllah, right? Check in with him, like every moment, every second, every time, not just through salah and whatnot. Uh, meaning like Quran, service to others, prayers, whatever you can. Uh, you know, recently I heard, you know, when you when we finish salah, you make dikr. Just doing good, you're making dikr and you're sticking istighfar. What about when you commit sin? What about when you're shortcomings, right? Imagine what you need to do beyond above. So so just checking with him, checking, even if you have made sins, like if you have like made a mistake, checking with God. It seems like, oh man, I just did like huh? he knows already anyways right he, know, he knows already right check in with him right the point is like just accept his invitation take a step surround yourself with good company complain to him he is the only one that can actually do anything about it if you ask me he has the key and he has the key to secrets and things that you know what you're going through in your life right so may Allah accept from all of you May Allah alleviate all of our you know um uh struggles and I I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know really um, continues to help us have this relationship with him, right? At the end of the day, it's, his, it's also his mercy that we have a relationship with him, right? It's his kindness that he's able to give us that uh, blessing to have a relationship with him, inshallah. Khair. It's his Again, We just have to answer it. That's it. Absolutely. 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 So may Allah accept. Uh, everyone, thank you for joining us today, inshallah. We are going to sign off. This is Muhammad Kibriya and... Here, Madison. And with the remastered podcast signing off until next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yes,